Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello and welcome to the Talking Heads show at USA Global TV and Radio. My name is Roland Friedel, and maybe as you recognize, I'm not a Native American or British English uh, speaker. I'm raised and born in a small little but very beautiful country in the middle of Europe in Austria. And I have more than 25 years experience in coaching, consulting international companies. And my background is after working for corporates in marketing, in sales, um, I was, I did sales, I did marketing, I run the sales department, I became a marketing uh, director. Then I was the youngest member of board director in a huge, uh, huge company. So I had a very fast career, working harder. Then I left corporate world, started my own businesses um, worldwide. And besides that, I established a training consulting company, SpartaPerformanceSystems.com in Switzerland, where we've, together with my team, we support uh, huge international companies, but also startup companies are in, I don't know, eight or nine different languages uh, we can offer in our team uh, to support businesses, uh, yeah, whatever whatever they need to, to grow, to be more efficient, uh, to, to increase sales, uh, to, more, to make maybe their workforce more efficient, uh, employees more productivity, whatever they needed. And, and, and that's what I really dedicate my life to. And yeah, it, 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 it just was a huge change uh, the last year, two years, I guess. Everybody uh, made the experience of what went on with the pandemic and all the other crises we are facing right now. So after a month break, I had a break for August, so I was running the last month's uh, different modules. Uh, if you missed them, uh, the first module was, I'm just checking my notes, uh, guys. The first module um, I delivered in, in February uh, and March was increase your leadership performance by smart planning in effective team meetings. So if you want to learn more about that, please go do the recordings of all that you find on YouTube. And the second model that I delivered in, actually it was all, um, this was six episodes. The first one, the second model was a 12 episode one, performance under pressure, control of attention. And this 12 episodes have been delivered three months long, April, May, April, May, June, and July, actually four months. And then I had a break and now I go to module three and I was thinking about, okay, what I can give you as a value when you are a single entrepreneur running your business wherever you are, maybe nationally wide or maybe internationally or maybe globally, or when you uh, run a, a huge international company, what value can I give to you? And I was thinking about that in, in August, was the most value. And I was reflecting a bit, of, a little bit of myself, about my businesses, how they changed, how the market changed, how consumer behavior changed. So I came across and uh, I decided to bring up uh, a new topic and it's because it's so intense and so important, I also split it in 12 
module. So the next three months, uh, we will focus on this topic. And maybe I'll start bringing up the, uh, the slides, the decks. I have prepared a little bit decks. And yeah, let's get started. So uh, the module I, I want to share with you is called Helping Customers to Manage Change Through Innovation. And as I, managed, uh, as I mentioned before, it, it will be 12 episodes. So for the next three months, I split it in half an hour episodes. Uh, every Tuesday, same time, same procedure, we go step by step through all these episodes. So the first episode we're going to talk today is next normal, new normal change. That's the topic today. Reflect on that. Uh, I give a short outlook. The second episode is about how to manage change through innovation, how you can do this. And then we go deeper and deeper and deeper, layer by layer, how you implement this in your business, how you help your customers uh, manage change through your innovational products or services, whatever you're going to deliver. Uh, episode three, we're going to talk about the golden circle that can make an, a tremendous impact on your business. Then we're talking in four, episode four about business curiosity. What does business curiosity mean? Meaning, do you really know your customer? How to get to know more about your customer? That's business curiosity, being curious. Uh, and then we have episode five and six are split in two episodes. It's about commercial insights. Uh, that's a very important one um, about commercial insight. You will need to get commercial insight uh, to build up reputation, to build up trust uh, um, and be respected as an expert in your field. That will be five and six. This is about uh, uh, so that that focuses their information versus insight. There's a tremendous difference on that. So we focus on insight, not, not on information. And then uh, we have another large topic. So we also split it in two parts, uh, episode seven and eight, the buyer's journey. Uh, so maybe you wonder why we're not talk about the seller's journey. There's a seller's journey too, but we're going to focus on a buyer's journey. I guess you all have realized that the last 20 years with coming up the World Wide Web, uh, everyone gets information, uh, can get information. You don't have to uh, call a company to get information or get a flyer or get a brochure or you have to go on trade fairs. You can Google <laughs> or whatever medium you use uh, to get information about whatever you want, markets, products, services, whatever. Uh, so we have a, we had a tremendous shift the last uh, over 20 years from a seller's to a buyer's market. So we talk about the buyer's journey and how you can align the buyer's journey with your seller's journey. So this will be seven and eight. So we split it also because it's a huge topic in two episodes. Episode nine, we will talk about stakeholder identification. I will help you out what kind of people you talk to, what you should consider, which departments you should consider, uh, and what uh, problems they are facing right now and where they want to go. I will also bring a lot of starters from highly reputated institutes like gardeners and others. Then in episode 10, we talk about innovation stories. There we will talk about how to build up an inspiring story. It's more about, you know, inspire people than inform, inform people. So we talk about how to build up an, an innovation story, I mean, inspiring a story uh, to keep your listeners, your clients thrilled so they want to work with you. And then episode 11 will be, a, be about account information. We will talk about how you can retain your account, you know, your customer, by building up customer experience and loyalty. But we also talk about account growth, and it's something different, so account information. And episode 12 will be a seven-step business proposal you can use uh, 
when you are starting business with your clients, hopefully. So that's a short outlook. But let's get started with episode number one. It's the next normal, new normal uh, change. That's where we start. Is our our starting point, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, those of you who maybe have already seen live or recorded uh, all the other episodes i always threw this in a certain manner certain mythology we will have a look on the why why it is important we will look about about the what we will look about the how and actually this is a part of the golden circle too one of our episodes and then we will have it how you implement this in your daily business so let's get started about uh about the the why first and um, before I come to the why, so we will focus on, on this session about, first of all, is your focus segment, so the segment you're focusing on with your business, with your products, with service, whatever it is, is it changing? That's one question you have to ask yourself. Is your focus segment changing? Yes or no? And I guess it is, because everything is changing uh, since all, this, all, the, all the crisis, since the pandemic. Now we have the energy crisis, especially here, the food crisis and, and stuff like that. And the second question you have to ask yourself, do you have a role to play? Do we have an innovation product service that helps your customer uh, to manage this change? So when we think about the why, why is it important to have a deeper look on that? Well, first of all, I guess everybody experienced uh, that during the pandemic, uh, it was said that when it was over, we would go to what is called the new normal. Later, when actually it was realized that many things did not return to the way they were before the pandemic. I don't know if you remember, you know, it started in 2020. We said, okay, end of 2020, everything will go back. Then we had 2021. I said, yeah, maybe this year. And then we went to 2020. Then we realized, no, we don't go back the old way. That was before the pandemic. So there came a term up. This is the next normal. The new normal was used. And now with the tremendous consequences of the pandemic and attitude that we hear in Europe, especially, uh, the, I don't know how the impact is in, in the US, for example, or in other parts of the world, the, the war in the Ukraine and other factors that we we find that edibility and resilience are very, 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 very key. That's what I found out with my team. And, and because we are facing such a disruptive and changing world, that we cannot relate it to any past time. Uh, I know I'm, I'm 58, or actually next week, next Monday I become 50. I cannot I remember. I, I met some. I, of course, I experienced some crisis. Luckily, in the war, but I experienced some crisis like 2008, 2010, and, and, and crisis before energy crisis we had in Europe and in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s. I remember this, but I never, uh, yeah, never experienced a crisis like that we are facing right now. If you go back, what happened in the last months? So what was never normal is with us now. And actually to survive the great recurring crisis. And I strongly believe companies of all types and sizes will have to deal down more walls and build more bridges to adapt actually to the changing demands of the domestic and when you work globally on the global marketplace. That's why it's important. Let's get a little, get, go a little bit deeper and, and stick here a little bit. And essentially, I, I strongly believe that to survive in this new, yeah, I would say in this new context, companies must develop and grow what is within their internal control 
where you really can control because we cannot control a pandemic, we cannot control a crisis, we cannot control a war. So we have to, uh, <clears throat> what we can internally control and best anticipate and manage the rapidly evolving changes and opportunities. And to do so, ladies and gentlemen, we must focus, I strongly believe, on, I think, four main points. One, I, first of all, is, is protection and optimization of the workforce. And what we here include is sustainable hybrid work, you know, uh, actually in the pandemic, uh, all companies have made totally remote work, uh, home office, remote work. Now, um, people are coming back slowly to the offices and, and most companies say, okay, we're going to be hybrid work. So maybe two or three days in the office, two and three days at home. So hybrid working comes more and more. So meaning remote working has been Actually, a mixed experience for employees and working patterns have changed. Maybe you said too that working patterns have changed. And with most employees preferring to work more remotely. I, I actually, I highly appreciate it. You know, as a consultant, I was traveling all the time, airplanes, airports. Uh, to be honest, I don't miss... I mean, I'm, I don't miss any of the airports and the airplanes, but I miss is the personal contacts with my client. But I highly appreciate to work remotely. Um, actually, like I, I do all the time right now. I'm traveling through Europe. I work remotely. I really love it. And many, many people who did a normal office job uh, like it, like it too. So although I strongly believe they, they this, this employees who work, uh, sorry, uh, remotely benefit from a, a better work-life balance. Some remote workers feel disconnected from their team and, and actually are concerned about their career development. So they consider hybrid work to cover that aspect, meaning not being full-time working remotely at home. So in a hybrid mean, okay, connect uh, with my management, connect with my leaders, connect with my, uh, my colleagues. So hybrid working is very, uh, um, um, yeah, it's very, very important. And actually, there was a, a global survey last, uh, actually this year, in the last two years, and it came out this year, and they they asked uh, thirty five thousand, a little bit more than thirty five thousand five hundred more or less employees, and pre pre pandemically, seventy four percentage always or mostly were on site on the premise, twelve percent hybrid, and fourteen percent always or almost always remote. And currently, it's 59% always or almost on-site and 15% hybrid and 26, so more than almost double, always or almost work remotely. So hybrid working is, is here to stay and workforce distribution remains a priority, absolutely, for most businesses. And many of which will still work to balance, yeah, actually, employee productivity, well-being and use experiences with organizational of course goals and objectives so this is this is very important uh, labor dependency becomes very important so having the appropriate skills becomes absolutely important uh, technology and automation you know, you know more people working remotely they have to set up you know you have the computers at home they got a good uh, network and stuff so actually technology automation it becomes more ability um, to face all these challenges, of course, agility and resilience becomes more and more uh, um, important. And yeah, when, when we uh, there was a, actually another a very interesting uh, global survey of more than two hundred senior executive managers, and and they said it's it's they wanna 
it's not it's less about attacking the market now it's more about surviving and defending uh right now that's what became very very important too so there's a lot of things uh going on and yeah more and more things is um that are that are why so important is that we have superior customer experiences that's that's coming on changing in offerings and experiences yeah a lot of stuff is are promoted online so marketing becomes more important even than sales because there was less personal contact with customers so marketing became very important uh to communicate through different challenges with risk perspectives or or um, existing accounts as more and more so it's 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 a lot of a lot of things went on a lot of things changed very rapidly uh the last two uh years and what has also become very model is what is called ESG, environment, social, and governance. It's also very important. And uh, actually, uh, also a very new survey came out this year. A survey of technology providers found a positive correlation between ESG, ESG, I remember, is environment, social, and governance, and corporate performance, meaning with 68% percentage, also more than two-thirds saying, Sustainability will be necessary to business strategy by 2025, up from 41 percentage from today. So it's also about profit maximize to maximize profit. ESG has a huge contribution to growth. Yeah, to profit growth, as companies find it easier to enter new markets and expand their operation than existing ones, if they have a strong ESG uh, focus. So this is also a change there. Then what's very important is, is talent attraction. I strongly believe, and that's what I, I say, I almost pray to my customers is, I think that the, the future is for those companies who really find the best talents, find the best talents on the market, attract the best talents on the market, and bind them. So working strongly together with HR and uh, building up a really strong uh, HCM, um, human capital management, and invest there to bind uh this 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 talents through a good management and by the hr department together with the managers and leaders and this is also very important really bring the talents on board and bind them that's very important so it's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of changes are going on and uh, i guess if you have your clients too the question is can you play a role uh, within so that's I guess there's a lot of why to have a deeper look uh, have a deeper look on, on on this topic how you can help your customers manage change through innovation because one point is clear we have no control about change we cannot control change we only can manage change so what's the next normal I guess it's a little bit part of the why the next normal means we never ever go back uh do the old the old one i remember we i i i my business partner we did a, a tele um, um actually a zoom survey we interviewed on zoom individually um different uh c levels like chief executive officers chief finance officers chief uh, operations officers uh from from my network from my customer base from different industry from different countries different backgrounds 
uh, actually in the mid of 2020. So the pandemic was just a four months on. And we, we questioned them, okay, how was the shift from inside to remote work? How was it organized? Was it easy or not? It was very interesting. Uh, how do your uh, employees feel? What do you think in the future? And then the question was in the early 2020, you know, uh, there, where nobody had no idea how long the pandemic will go on. And we asked them, okay, what's next? What's afterwards? And it was very interesting. 50% uh, at the moment said, yeah, already. Okay, we have a good experience on both sides as an uh, employee, as an employee. We will go uh, hybrid afterwards. I remember a top manager of a bank told me they already uh, canceled or gave up 50% um, of all the rented offices uh, in the capital. So they said, okay, we go hybrid. Uh, and then there was about... Uh, 28%, more or less about 28%, almost 30% just said, oh, we go back as soon as possible. So this is actually very traditional companies with, I would say, a bit like conservative over management. They said, oh, yeah, we go back as soon as we allowed uh, from, from, from the legislation, we go back, everyone inside again. And there was almost 20, uh, a little bit more than 20%, we go 100% remotely. So we, we canceled all, we gave up all or we will give up all contracts, all around this place, and we go 100% uh, on remote. So it was, it was interesting uh, at this stage. So, yeah, when you're still struggling with that, uh, guys out there, it's we talk about the new normal, the next normal, we don't go back to the old normal. No way. Absolutely no. So really stay tuned and be prepared for all the challenging that coming so talk, talk a little bit of, about the how and as i said uh, earlier is we cannot control change nobody can control change we never know what's going to happen what we only can do is we can try to manage change how we react on that and how we can manage change and actually more importantly is also to help our customers uh, to manage change and this will be uh, this whole model and we go layer by layer deeper and deeper how you do this successfully for your clients so you have we will have a good future a good fortune in the future so about how I and mean, actually as, as i mentioned i strongly believe each our industry segment is really undergoing significant changes i guess that this is clear everyone experienced it and the question is do you and your company have a role to play as at the beginning this question do you and your company have a role to play if so what is your part and what value can you offer? So really think about it. Do we have a role to play? Yes or not? Second, if so, what is your part? And what is your offer? What is your the value you can offer to your customers to help them change, uh, manage change? Sorry. And the second question is, uh, you ask here, and do you feel your role and value proposition is generally strong in the next normal? And if so, or if not, why? So I repeat this. And do you feel that your role and your value proposition to target clients, existing accounts or new accounts, is it strong enough in the next normal? And if so, why? And if not, why? Think about that. So how you approach your customers in the new normal. And if you are unsure about where to fit in 
or if you are sure of changes your customers if you don't know them and are your customers facing changes yes or not are they facing changes yes or not that's absolutely understandable absolutely that's normal but the reality is that you may highly be capable and you have a significant role to play and you're more able to yeah capitalize on factors like industry change than you may think and most people are so scared or so distracted that they even don't realize yeah we have a role to play absolutely we are capable we are capable but they, they, they don't think at the first moment so i strongly i i i guess that your challenge is more perspective than rather capability and something you can solve by and that's a very necessary that's the base of all you can solve it by rethinking and reframing and we will also deal about it in later models about rethinking and reframing your role and your purpose first and then we start about helping our customer rethinking their status quo and reframing their issues they have so be patient we all go through all these 12 episodes and actually as the next thing we will everything we will cover in this uh 12 episodes the next three months as i mentioned I strongly believe this will help you to do so and will it will also allow you and your customers to think and work differently in the future. I strongly believe this. So if you have any comments, any questions, you're more than welcome uh, to contact me. Uh, the best way is you can go on my personal website, rolandfriedel.com. Um, you can all, and you from there you find a link to sparklerperformance.com and get in contact with me. We more than help you to connect with you and reflect with you on how we, with our experience, can help you like we did with other companies the last, especially on this topic, the last 18 months. Well, I, I didn't talk about what if the implementation. Yeah, the what if the implementation is about the next modules. I will lead you step by step as i said how to help your customers manage change renovation that's the implementation so for now what is the implementation for now is yeah think about the questions i asked you before do you have a role to play yes or no what's the value you can bring to your customer think about it and what is your product your value and do you have a strong value proposition to approach existing accounts and new accounts uh, to help them uh, to get through this to change that's the question you have to ask yourself that's your implementation or your homework until next week okay this was a short introduction about what's coming up the next three months i am highly excited i'm also writing a book about this topic that will be launched hopefully soon because i strongly believe that besides having the right stuff meaning finding the right talents binding the right talents to your company, whatever size it is, uh, whatever product or service you're delivering to your customers. Um, that's one point. The second point is, is like this topic is, it's all about helping your customers manage change. I, I really uh, emphasize on that because it's all about that. We're all facing changes and as I said, we cannot control change, but we can manage this. And you are gonna make a fortune in the future if you help your customers manage change through your innovational products and delivers you already have or maybe you think about it maybe you you're going in a new business field uh to broaden your offering 
Okay, look, so we come to an end. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, I would highly welcome if you recommend this channel, USA Global TV and Radio. With uh, we have different topics. Um, also on, on talking heads, we have other colleagues are very, very interesting topic. And if you want to join me for the next time, next Tuesday, same time, same procedure here on USA Global TV and Radio. And they're gonna continue the journey of how to manage change for innovation for your customers with the second episode. And this topic will be, as I said before, uh, we go deeper in managing change for innovation, how you can do this. And as I said, layer by layer, you have a whole picture at the end of this 12th episode. Thank you so much again. Stay tuned and see you next week. Thank you.